all right, all right, all right. <laughs> we are back. I'm Bizak. Bizak. And the McCales. Again, shout out to the, the third Amiga who's not here. She doesn't have COVID, but she was exposed to COVID. We just want to be safe because we all got littles and whatever. So shout out to Q. Love you. Love you, girl. Um, you know, she'll be back in full effect for the next episode. Can't wait. To we'll let her talk the most that day. That's right. <laughs> She can run that episode. She can run that episode, actually. <laughs> so today we want to just, you know, this will be a short episode, short and sweet. We just want to talk about the importance of having our affairs in order and being prepared. Um, yeah. A lot of people might skip off of this topic because who wants to talk about if something happens to you, unfortunately, earlier than you plan on it, right? But such is life, especially in the times that we're living in now with all these diseases that you could catch just doing regular stuff and people being reckless and whatever you just well, never know let's think about this the one thing that we got in life is what guaranteed what's death. one yeah absolutely yes it's so death. we all gonna meet death yes. it's just a matter of time yes so ain't no ain't no reason to be scared to talk about it like it's it's inevitable we all gonna face death one day it's just yes. a matter of what time we gonna get at death's door this is true absolutely so we are talking about having our affairs in order. And this is especially for our single parents, whether you're a single father, yeah. single mother. Um, if you are in a co-parenting situation and you don't have something written out, I suggest that after you listen to this, you go and meet with a family attorney. Mm -hmm. um, you go and check your beneficiary stuff on your life insurance policies. If you do not have a life insurance policy, now is the time to probably get one. Yo, <clears throat> I have to say this. I can't stress this enough. I am a employee benefits consultant, right? Like I consult um, with employers all the time on the benefit packages, the price and all that that they offer their employees. And, and, and before I became an accountant, before I became a consultant, I was an account manager and part of my job was educating employees during open enrollment. The dumbest thing that we could ever, no, I'm sorry, let me reword that. The smartest thing that you, one of the smartest things that you could ever do um, for yourself is have a life insurance policy. There, one, there are so many employers. If you have a job that offers benefits, there are so many employers that offer employer paid, some type of employer paid, some amount of employer paid life insurance. Get it, get it, get it, get it. And not only, I'm not even, I'm gonna say this. It's not even just getting it, right? Because if it's employer paid, you don't you don't even pay for it, so you're automatically enrolled in it. Make sure you're completing your beneficiary information every single year. Make sure when you are hired and your benefits are effective, you are marking and indicating a beneficiary for your life insurance proceeds and make sure that every single year at open enrollment, at least once a year, set a reminder on your calendar, at the very least once a year, making sure is this person still the person I want to receive? I want to receive the proceeds of my life benefit in the event that I pass away. Mm -hmm. It's a smart. Please don't be out here, y'all. Life insurance is so affordable. Even if you you don't have a employer that's paying for it for you, life insurance is so affordable. There's no reason that any of us should be out here creating GoFundMe, needing to create GoFundMe's or any of that in the event that somebody dies. This is facts. I'm going to go a little bit deeper. Okay. Mama, single daddy, do not 
I repeat, looking in the camera, do not name your child as the beneficiary. Sadly. What happens when when you pass away before they turn 18, it yep. goes to the person that your child goes to. Yep. They have no access to the funds and the person has full access because they are now the guardian. Yep. Which means it can be spent any type of way. You must, you must, you must meet with an attorney. Or you could hell, if you don't want to meet with an attorney, go on legal zoom and set up a trust. Make the trust the beneficiary. Set up the parameters for the trust, how the money is supposed to be distributed. If you don't want your child to be able to touch that money until they turn 18, you need that trust. is what the trust is yeah, going to say. You need trust. Absolutely. Period.com. Yeah. I didn't mean to steal the mic, but I need to make sure that you hear me and you hear me clearly. If you are a parent who doesn't, hell, even if you do live with your husband or the baby father, still do that. Because money make people act weird. Hello, weird. Let me say it again. Money makes people act weird. You don't know somebody until they got access to a, a certain amount of money. Mm. If you know you got a high-ass policy, do not name your children as the beneficiary. And even if you name your children, even if you don't name, let's say even if you're, let's say you're married, right? Or I'll I, I use myself as, as an example. Um, my children's fathers are, well, Daniel's is about to be 18. So that's soon about to change. But my children's fathers are the benefit, some of the beneficiaries of my life insurance policies that I have. Right. Um, that means they receive the benefits of my life insurance policy and they get to spend it however they want to. Now, in my mind, the reason why. I have a life insurance policy in the amount that I had. I'm thinking about college. I'm thinking about before they go to college. I'm thinking about all this, right? If it's not written out to a T in a will and a trust, whoever the proceeds go to, they're going to spend it however they want to spend it. So what I learned for myself is you need to go a step further, even though I know that my children's fathers will, in the event that I pass away prior to them 18, they will be taking care of them, right? Um, and right, as it stands right now, they're receiving the, receiving the proceeds of the life insurance policy. That means they get to spend my life insurance policy, the proceeds of it, any way they want to. That means they could buy a house and my kids could never have money to go to college, right? If they wanted to, however it's set up, right? The, I'm telling you, the best avenue, the best, best avenue is to set up a trust. Mm -hmm. The best avenue is to set up a trust. Absolutely. absolutely. Hands down, absolutely. My set up a trust. Yes. I'll also say you need to sit down with the family attorney because you need to decide if you don't have a court-written order Ooh. for Tell what them. happens to your children after something happens to you. Mm. You do not want your parents putting their house up to keep your kid, if the kid has never seen or lived with their father, they're going to contact the next of kin. Yeah. Unfortunately, your mama and your daddy are not next of kin, even though in your mind they are, they're not. Mm -hmm. If your child's father is still alive and breathing somewhere, and on paper they that's know who, who the he child is, going to. that is who your child is going to. Yeah. The end, that's all. If you don't have a will set up to say something different, and they can still fight it because naturally they are the other person's parent, the, the child's other parent. But at least if you had something set up and you can prove that the child has never lived with this person, they haven't had any interaction, you got a better stance than if something happens to you and nothing is set up. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It gets real crazy when people pass away and stuff is not done. Look at Prince. They just settled his his six estate years six, years six years later. Six years later. Six years later. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so Franklin, how long did hers take? And we're talking about millions, millions of, of dollars. dollars. We talking about our little policy right. that might be one million right. if you lucky and in optimal health because they ain't just handing out million dollar policies to folks. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, like, you gotta... It's eerie and you don't want to do it, but it's important. I'm going to tell you another story for those who may not be single parents, right? Um, when we talk about contingent beneficiaries, nobody pays attention to the contingency part of your beneficiary section of your life insurance policy. I had a client one day call me in and, in, in, you know, upset because over the weekend they had an employee that was in a car accident with his wife. Both of them died. Mm. Both of them died. And they left a child behind that was under the age 18. And um, the wife was, the the male was the employee. The wife was the primary beneficiary on the life insurance policy. There was no contingent beneficiary. A contingent beneficiary means in the event that your primary beneficiary is no longer living when you die, they receive the proceeds of that life insurance policy, right? In this case, the wife was the, the primary beneficiary. There was no contingent beneficiary, right, written on the policy. The mom and dad passed away. The child is left parentless, right, and somebody has to take care of that child. There is, there is now money tied up. Tied up because the money doesn't automatically go to the child because the child is under the age of 18. The money is now tied up and the person to take care of him has to go to court and fight, right, for the, the benefits or the proceeds of that life insurance policy because there was no contingent beneficiary named in the life insurance policy. So when you're filling out beneficiary information for your life insurance policy, don't just look at the primary. Please think about, particularly if you're married, God forbid you and your spouse both pass away at the same time. Please make sure that you name a contingent beneficiary in the unfortunate event that something happens to your primary beneficiary on your life insurance policy. It's so crazy you brought that story up because when I was younger, my father used to always say, why would y'all all book the flight for the vacation and everybody be on the same flight? Yeah. And I used to be like, God, you're like last destination type nigga. Like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? But with you saying that, I'm like, I get it now. Because he was like, if something happens on that plane, everybody's on that plane. Mm -hmm. Everybody's on that one plane. Yeah. And I think about it now, when we was in dance company, mm -hmm. we did not all ride the same plane. Mm. Think about how many stories we heard of that where the whole team is dying. We did not all ride yeah. the same plane. We had two different flights. Some people flew in the morning and some people flew after that. Mm -hmm. And I get it now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Also... <laughs> So we, beyond life insurance, right? Um, your bank accounts. Man. Your bank accounts. So in the event that you pass away, your checking account, your, your savings account, all of us, all bank accounts, you can list primary um, and contingent beneficiaries for, for your checking and, and savings accounts, right? So um, if you have a checking and savings account and you don't have somebody listed as the beneficiary of those of those accounts, go to your bank and do that. Because you don't want your money just sitting there, right? Let's say you have $5,000 sitting in your checking account, $5,000 sitting in your savings account. In the event that something happens to you, right? And you don't have somebody listed, mm -hmm. 
That money's going nowhere. Ladies and gentlemen, I know it's not something you want to sit down and do, but I was watching this lady. She has a, a notebook. It's a full binder yeah. of instruction. Oh, I got a whole... It has yeah. all of her passwords. Yep. It has how to get into what to do for her Apple stuff. Because let me tell y'all right now, Apple does not play with privacy. <laughs> Even in your death, there's a woman right now who still can't get in her husband's phone because she was not on the account. Mm. And there's nothing she could do because she can't, she doesn't know the password. It's not happening. You got to have the notebook. You got to tell somebody where it's at. It's got to be some instruction somewhere. Yep. It has to be instruction. I got a Word document. I have a Word document listed with all my policy numbers, checking accounts, my life insurance, all, group number, all of that. I got all of that written down in a Word document. Um, there are multiple beneficiaries and contingent beneficiaries on my policies. It's all written down and it's entrusted. So, okay, so I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> um, some people that are named, which I won't name out loud, some people that are beneficiaries on my beneficiaries on some of myself, I don't want them to know that they're beneficiaries at, at this moment in time. So pe other people who are named beneficiaries that I trust know that information and they know in the event that something happens to me, they are to contact that person. So also, because I have children that are under the age of 18, um, I have family members who on that same document, phone numbers are written out. Everybody knows my child, both of my children's father's numbers. Everybody knows addresses, like not everybody knows addresses, but in that document contains addresses and phone numbers um, so that people can, co can coordinate and reach each other and pass along information in the event that something happens to me. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, yo, y'all gotta write it out and y'all gotta give it to people, somebody that you trust. Even if it's not everybody, please make sure that somebody that you trust has the information. If you don't have money for an attorney, write out your will and get it notarized. I promise you sometimes that will work. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm also adding a resource to that. Again, if you, if you are an employee of an organization, a lot of organizations, particularly if they offer you life insurance or LTD, a lot of organizations offer what is called an employee assistance program, mm -hmm. an EAP. A lot of EAP and employee assistance programs offer um, will prep preparation services. They offer services where they provide you documents where you can write up your will and write up your trust and uh, all this other stuff, and you can then get it reviewed by an attorney. So if you if you if you don't know where to start and you work for someone who offers an EAP slash employee assistance program, contact Human Resources. Ask them for the number to the EAP provider. Contact the EAP provider. Let them know, hey, I need to get a will set up. Hey, I need to talk through what happens in the event that I pass away. And they will set you up with everything that you need to know. And the EAP program is for free. It's mm -hmm. free. Free 99. Free. Free 99. Yeah. So get it done. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. it. That's all. It's not a whole lot to talk about. And if you wanted to be stress-free for your family... Or you feel like they'll be arguing, you need to even plan your own fucking funeral. Oh, good. Yeah. If you know that your family's gonna argue about X, Y, and Z, plan out your funeral. Go to the funeral home. You can play for a plot right now. You sure can. My grandmother's plot is over my mother's. It's been paid for since 1999. My sisters know they better not burn me. They know that. 
Those, these are things that you need to talk about because yeah. people argue over that because when it comes down to dollars and cents and you didn't have the money sitting aside, the cheapest route is cremation. So oh, if you want to be sitting right. in a jar that could be knocked over, that's your business. Mm-hmm. If you want somebody to be able to go to a, a plot and put some flowers in that, you need to do that. Mm-hmm. You need to figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. It's stuff we got to think about. Like, it is. I, I know that's not something that um, we're used to talking about. And like you said, a lot of people think it's more like, a, you know, shy away from it and it's creepy and I don't want to speak. But listen, it's something that we all have guaranteed. So why not be prepared for it? And it's not even, it's really, think about, think about how many people you have seen and the stress that they have had trying to figure out in the event that their loved ones have passed away trying to figure out and gather money for their funeral, trying to figure out mm-hmm. what goes here, trying to fight the courts for the proceeds of the life insurance policy, trying to fight courts for, for who has custody over the child. Like you can alleviate so much of that for the people that you love. Mm-hmm. if you just prepare in advance. Yep. And you can, you can cause the least amount of trauma for your child. Yeah. If you're prepared, yeah. if you haven't prepared and, and it, there's a potential that there's going to be a fight. Your child is going to be traumatized. Yeah. I promise. I know. Because people, yeah, like it gets said, ugly it does. when that happens. Yep. So plan it out. If you want to plan all the way to the T down to when you drop in the ground, then do that. If you just want to plan and you want them to decide, then do that. What I will also say is for single people, whether you have children or not, this is not even for people that just have kids. Yeah. If you are a single man or a single woman, you do not live with roommates, anybody who could attest to what you would want, you need a power of attorney for if you are in a medical state that you cannot make your own decision. Mm -hmm. And it needs to be somebody that you can trust that won't just pull the plug because they know there's some money coming. Yep. Or you need to be somebody who you can trust who won't let you be a vegetable because they can't let go. That part, that part, that part. That's it. That's all. Mm-hmm. Pick the person. Pick a contingent person, clearly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And, and keep it moving. But you have to have that set up. Because if you don't, ladies and gentlemen, it's the next of kin. If that next of kin happen to be your parents, it's a very likely chance that you're going to sit there on a machine for a minute. When you was gone, when they put you on the machine. Yo, this is, okay, this is a real life example that I actually went through. Um, my mother when I was 13 overdosed on drugs Mm -hmm. Um, she was in a when she overdosed she didn't die she went into a coma Mm -hmm. Um, my mother had none of this set up but um, who was in what ended up happening is her boyfriend who who, anyway I'm not going to go all into it (laughs) but uh, her boyfriend was left making decisions being the one that to make decisions for her um, when she overdosed and she was in a coma. And mind you, they told us when I went to the hospital to go see my mom, they basically told us to prepare for her death. Mm-hmm. They did. They said she's she's like, she was brain dead. Um, she was in a vegetable state. Like, she's not going to pull through. You might as well prepare for her funeral. Um, he could have, right, at, at that very moment made the decision to like, take her off life support because at that point she had a trait, like she was basically, she's not basically, she was on life support. He could have at that moment in time decided to pull the plug. Um, he could have, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. 
And my mother ended up coming out of the coma three weeks later. Mm-hmm. And he he didn't, at that time, didn't want the responsibility of taking taking care of her, right? Because my mother had to learn how to walk, talk, and all that all of that stuff over again. But not only that, but she was going to, she was, uh, she had brain damage. So she was in, the, she has a mental and emotional capacity at the time of a 12-year-old. It has since decreased since then. But um, basically, he was like, when he found that out, he was like, well, I can't be done with this. It's not the type of life I want to live, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and at that point in time, my mother would have then been awarded to the state to take care of her um, because she didn't have anything lined up. Luckily, her sister became her legal guardian, all that other stuff, and she you know, started taking care of her. Anyway, I say that to say, long story short, my mother... My, my aunt ended up not being able to handle it. My mother, 20 years ago, like 22 years ago, ended up being awarded to the state um, because my aunt stopped wanting to take care of her and nobody, like, she didn't have any power of attorney lined up or, or, or guardianship appointed to her after that. So my mother now, or my mother then, 22 years ago, got uprooted to a whole nother state um, where she has no family members living there in in all of that other stuff. She lives in a nursing home and the state owns, basically owns my mother. And she's been living in the nursing home for 22 years and we go probably see her once a year. Um, maybe a little bit more than that, but basically the state owns her and we can't do nothing about it. I mean, we could fight the state to take, you know, um, guardianship over her, but you gotta, you gotta have your affairs in order. Mm-hmm. You gotta have stuff lined up. Support and then you have to have directions that will not be taxing on those left behind. Yeah. Because... It's a lot of weight to bear. Yeah. Like, if you... Because my thing is this. If to save me would mean that I would be um, needing around-the-clock supervision and care... It's a lot. I don't want to live to age like that. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, we all know that God's in control at the end of the day because he could... He could have very well told them to turn the machine off and she could have still been breathing, right? Mm-hmm. We never know. We would yeah. never know now, right? But, yeah. And then depending on your religion, that's not even an option anyway. Like, like my grandmother's Jehovah's Witness, there is no resuscitation with them. Yeah. They don't believe in artificial anything. So that's also a thing. And if you practice a certain religion and, or if you change religions and that's a thing, you need all Factor these things to be down. Yeah. The end, that's all. Factor that in. Yeah. And get life insurance for your kids. Oh, yes, you should definitely have life insurance. You, for your you kids. just don't know. I mean, I hate to say it, but people are burying their children. Yeah. And, and when I say life insurance for your kids are pennies, yeah. it's so inexpensive. And there's policies that you could turn into like capital for later on if they don't, you know, go toward college. Like, just look it up, mm-hmm. do some research. But we, we wanted to do this episode because it's super important to. Be vigilant about your affairs, um, your money. Um, and this even goes back into like the mompreneur episode. If you own a business that's lucrative, it needs to be under like once your LLC starts really making money, you change it to an escort. And then you need to have a trust and the trust run the escort and then the escort runs the business. So it's never tied to your family. So your family can never get sued and the money is put in a certain way. And if it if if it needs to be ran by somebody else, that's all set up. Mm-hmm. So be prepared. Get your stuff together. Get your affairs in order. 
do some research, call your EAP, sit down and think about what you really want to occur. If you might not do it when you soon as you finish listening to this episode, but it's something you need to talk about. If you're not with your child's parent, you need to call them and have a conversation about what you're thinking might occur so that they're not blindsided. Maybe y'all can come up with an agreement if the child has never lived with them. Like, hey, can you do it a gradual pull yeah. to take them? Like, don't just snatch them because now I'm not here. If she's at the age, like, I would, I would like for my daughter's father to, if something happened to me and maybe she was 12 or something, consider her wants and needs. Yeah. If she wants to stay where she is, let her stay there. Mm-hmm. There are people who will take her in so she can be in her natural environment, whatever. If she wants to go, you better make sure she still sees my family. Mm-hmm. The end, that's all. I'm going to haunt you like shit. I'm being your dreams. That's what I said. Yeah. I told <laughs> I told my youngest father, I was like, please make sure that if in the event that something happens to me, my kids stay close. Because mm-hmm. I can trust him. I know he'll, you know what I mean? I said that. He'll make it a priority. Please make sure my the brothers stay connected and mm-hmm. see each other. So that's all we got for y'all because we it's not that it's, it's not long. It's, yeah, it's that simple. It's, it's really done. that simple. Get it done. So I hope these I hope this was inform, you know information. Mm-hmm. I hope you it sparked some conversation in your household. Yeah, for the right. married people that listen to us, for the single girls who listen to us, yep. for the single guys, the married guys who listen to us. I hope this is a conversation you set the table with your your significant other. And y'all have this conversation. If you're in a relationship that looks like it's going serious, I hope you sit down with him and have the conversation. Mm-hmm. What you want to happen with your child. What you want to happen with your stuff. Get it done. Yeah. I, I got some things I need to change because clearly I ain't know nothing about contention. <laughs> um, and I need to finish my paperwork so that it's official. I have paperwork, but it's not yeah. officially official. And that's what happened to my mother. My mother had paperwork and it wasn't signed. Mm. It was not signed and like officially put through. So it was all voided out. So here we are. So we say all that to say, be prepared, and we gonna go. We gonna go because we tired. And we gonna read. Yeah. Amen. Good night. Yeah. We going to bed. Good night. Peace out. Hallelujah. Peace. Peace.